You're listening to ZZ Talk, a father-son generational podcast where we talk about entertainment, culture, and a variety of other subjects from the perspectives of both Gen Z and Gen X. I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is ZZ Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. So today we have yet another movie review for you because that's the direction our podcast has officially uh, been directed towards. But uh, we only one or two other film review podcasts and we felt it was, there was a, a niche that we needed to fill. You know, there's a huge gap in the market, of course. And of there course, we, you know, we had to just, you know, fill that in. But anyway, but ours is, but let's, let's be clear. Ours mm-hmm. is two different generations watching films we have not seen before and not discussing them until we're on the pod. Yeah, so that's, like that. that's, that's a good angle. That's definitely yeah. a good angle. So yeah. for this week, we watched Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, which was the recipient of numerous awards and uh, nominations in 2017, I believe is when it was released. And it uh, features Francis McDormand, uh, Sam Rockwell, Caleb Landry Jones, who you might know from uh, Get Out. He was one of the villains in that movie. And um, who who else uh, is a notable player in this movie? Do you remember? Oh uh, yeah, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, of course, of course. Right. Yeah. So obviously, it's a great cast. It's directed by Martin McDonough, and um, yeah. So this one made one hundred sixty million point uh, one hundred sixty point two million at the box office. Its budget was twelve to fifteen million. So. Obviously, it was a runaway success, but this one wasn't going to start a franchise. It was simply a movie that was meant to be standalone. And um, I want to go into our thoughts pretty immediately because I definitely have some things to say on this film. As Um, do I. Yeah, we're going to start with uh, high level first, and then we're going to warn you that we're going into spoilers and we'll talk more about that later. So um, the synopsis of this movie is that... um, uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Essentially, it's outside Ebbing, Missouri, this very, very small town. And a woman drives up to these three billboards and she gets an idea and she puts some very, very, uh, I would say, uh, graphic words or uh, attention catching words on these billboards. And it really shakes up the whole political and ideological uh, divide of the town. But it's for good reason, because it's something that was personal to her. And it just, you know, cops are involved. It involves the townspeople. uh, And pretty much everything about her life is upended simply because she's posting something on these billboards that she for like, really believes in. So it's quite an interesting story. Uh, But let's uh, go into what we thought of it. I want to know what you thought of it, because last week, I think I went first on this one. Yeah. Um, my question for you is, what do you think I thought of this film? I think you loved it. You are 100% correct. I yeah. love this film. This film did not disappoint me. This was a film that I wanted to see back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like a good drama. Uh, and I like the cast. And um, this film, in no way, shape, or form, disappointed me this was one of the best films i've seen in a long while and um unlike most films that i have high hopes for and typically i'm disappointed 
there was very little to be disappointed about in this film. I thought there were there were a few things when we get to it, you know, deeper into the into the pod that I thought were a little contrived. But ultimately, I thought the film is quite worthy, and certainly the performances are quite worthy of the accolades they received. Yes, uh, I think this is a very very special movie. I one hundred percent agree with you that. Um, it, it, it's a great film. It's something that I waited too long to see, but really got a great payoff and finally being able to um, watch it last Tuesday. But the performances are stellar in this movie. It's a great story. It's a very, very heavy subject matter that is told with both grace, poise, and confidence and really doesn't dance around the atrocities of some of the uh, actions of the characters and the wider story in this film. So it juggles multiple things like a small town setting and those people within and also the main subject matter extremely well. But this is where I really love film. You know, there was a time, I would say, when I was a kid where everything was about the next big budget feature, right? This whole box office blockbuster uh, that was going to start a new franchise, a new intellectual property. And, you know, that's fun for a while. And we still have that in the form of superhero movies and the occasional uh, one-off of uh, other films that get big budgets. But there's something to be said about the slice of life films that are more grounded. And I mean, I suppose, you know, what happens in this film isn't incredibly pragmatic, but there's something to be said about putting something on a smaller scale and giving it a more human impact. And I felt like this is, this was the sweet spot for this movie. I really enjoyed this. And it, I mean, overall, I, I was pretty blown away by the end credits. I will say that Grace didn't like it very much though. Is that right? Yeah. I remember the credits rolled and I said, wow, what a great film. And she said, are you being sarcastic? And I said, no, not at all. So uh, yeah. yeah, your mom liked it. Um, yeah, I would say what I think is most interesting about, well, there's a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting things about this film, but I think it's so complex. It's so multi-layered. It's so much more than, I mean, yes, the billboards are the, the focus of the film, but the characters are so multi-layered. And um, yeah, I, I just thought it was an overall really fine achievement in filmmaking because it's as you say it's a small film mm -hmm. but um it makes more of a statement than most films do um period let alone you know dramas as opposed to superhero franchises kind of thing this is yeah. an important film because i think it it, it um it covers a lot of very challenging topics mm -hmm covers guilt it covers racism it covers um, horrific violence um it covers poverty mm -hmm. it, it i mean it's just you know there were parts of it that uh at, at times your mom said wow how are you going to talk about this uh in on the pod and uh you know i think you can just talk about it in, in so many ways because it covers so many things i think fundamentally the thing that i appreciated most about this film is that without giving too much of the film away, the lead character was not just suffering from one level of grief. She was suffering from horrific guilt. Mm -hmm. And the combination of the two made for um, a really powerful exper experience.
Yeah, definitely. And there's something to be said about these flawed protagonists or main characters too, because there's, it's like we were talking about with some action films, you know, some of the time the main characters are completely untouchable. And we like it when we see that humanity that, you know, they're still amazing, you know, action, action oriented characters, but you see that, you know, you can't really take on 20 people and get out unscathed, right? Something like this, really shows the character flaws of a person who is good at heart and has the right intentions but might affect other people around them negatively or might be self-destructive in many ways and i like how it explores people who seem pretty evil on the surface people you wouldn't like but gives them an added layer of credibility despite what we're taught to believe from how we're treated and Mm -hmm. that's a very challenging lesson i would say because it's very easy to make a snap judgment on somebody from the way they've treated you or the way that you associate them with um their organizations and whatnot um but this movie really challenged the viewer to just look at all sides of the picture right and i would go ahead i was just gonna say it's because the characters were so Mm multi-dimensional um which so seldom do you see in a film and and if you do see a film with a multi-dimensional character it's typically one Whereas just about everybody in this film was multi-layered. And, you know, I, I think I've already said that, but I think that was what made it so, such an interesting view. Yes, I completely. Before we even get to the end, I'm just going to tell you, I loved the end. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. Really, really strong stuff. Really strong stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I would recommend this movie to pretty much anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it always caught your attention, despite it not being an action movie per se, but you, there was never really any boring parts. You were always just kind of on the edge of your seat wondering what would happen next. And I mm-hmm. thought it was paced very well because it was a longer film, but it never really felt its runtime. And I know that's especially important to you. How many sittings did you watch it in? I think I watched it in one. We watched it last night. Wow. And you know, that's pretty special of a film if I can watch it. In one that's saying something. One that's definitely saying something. Yeah. I would say the other thing about this too is that, you know, Francis McDormand won an Academy Award for this. And um, sometimes I think when you go into a film knowing that this was the, the um, performance that won such an accolade, you, you almost think it's going to be a showy kind of performance. And I didn't right. in any way think this was showy. It was um, gripping. It was heartfelt. It was uh, earnest. Mm. It was humorous. It was tragic. And it was wildly convincing. Yeah, I, I like what you said there too, because usually when something wins an award, you expect it to be like really, really catering towards that award. Like for example, Joker. We really liked that movie, right? But mm-hmm. that movie was complete Oscar bait. Joaquin Phoenix just put everything he had into that role. And while, you know, it obviously, it it wasn't pretentious per se, you could tell that he was really gunning for that, like that star, not star turn because he's already a star, but you could tell he's really gunning for that to be something super special. Yeah. Working on the performance to make it Oscar worthy. Right. And people usually call that Oscar bait, but this was exhausting. Yeah. This one was a lot more subtle. And yeah, um, yeah, once again, I would recommend this movie to nearly anybody. It reminded me a lot of Wind River, uh, which I saw last year. And I can definitely say I have not enjoyed a film that I've watched um, 
uh, so much since then. So yeah, really, really good stuff. Anything else you want to say before we dive into spoilers? Uh, no, I think let's, let's uh, transition to spoilers at this point. Cool. All right. So obviously the subject matter is very, very dark on the onset of this film. And um, uh, this woman, Frances McDormand, uh, she puts up three, she sees three billboards and she puts three signs on them. One reading, how come Chief Willoughby and still no arrests. And then the other one is blanked while dying. Now you can probably look that up and see what that is. But when people would pass by these in order, it would make them wonder, what, what does this mean? What's happening inside the town? So it started to gain a little bit of local coverage. And one aspect I really, really liked about this film is that the politics of a small town are essentially untouched by, you know, the wider state, right? I mean, really, everything is just kind of governed by a small body of people. And so you could tell that people weren't really for her in the beginning. And that scene with the dentist who was saying, you know, Chief Willoughby has a lot of friends around here. And then she, he was about to perform that uh, wisdom tooth removal or whatever. And then she got up, she knew exactly what he was doing. And then um, that was, that scene was wild because it made me realize in, I guess, a more larger structured society, you don't think about those things, right? How politics can really influence how people act towards you. And she could have really been hurt. She really could have been hurt by these people because, you know, the cops weren't really on her side or so it seemed in the beginning. And there were some bad cops who were obviously getting away with a lot. And so she was being threatened left and right by these townspeople that she'd lived among for so long. That added an extra layer of interest because it made you realize that she couldn't even be safe in her own hometown and community. And it, the mystery kind of unraveled and unraveled very slowly, but deliberately. And I appreciated that too. What'd you think of yeah, that? The dentist office scene was, was great. Um, and what I think that what that demonstrated to us as a viewer is that uh, this was not someone that um, uh, this was a force. She was a force and she was very much in control. Now what happened in the film or prior to the beginning of the film was that um, uh, the situation, the, the loss of her daughter occurred seven months prior to her identifying the billboards. It did strike me as a little unusual that the billboards were viewable from her home, yet it took seven months for her to think about what to put or that the, the billboards might be something worth, you know, uh, putting something provocative. On. I like to think I that pass that. Yeah, I like to think that she saw them from her home. And that's a different perspective, right? Because she couldn't really make out too much like whatever you saw from that side wouldn't make an impact, especially to the public, because I'd imagine she didn't have too many visitors in her house. But when you're driving by it, obviously, a billboard does its job as an advertisement, right? It right. makes you look and I think that progression while you're driving really makes you think and want to sort of ask questions about what's the greater meaning behind all that yeah so I, I i know what you're saying i definitely agree with you on that but um i i think there is something to be explained at least yeah. um from that there were a few other things noah that i thought were a little convenient now this is a film and i think it's based on a play i can't remember is it really 
I don't know. I feel like at the time, 2017, I thought that I had heard that, but I, I didn't go back and explore that. But there were a couple of things that I thought were a little convenient. For example, when they um, both end up in the hospital, the guy mm -hmm. he throws out the window, and then mm -hmm. the um, the, bar the police officer, the burn victim, mm -hmm. they end up in the same hospital room. Mm -hmm. A little convenient. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. You know, the other thing was in the scene in the bar where he's in one booth and the other guy is in another booth. And yeah, and it was that guy who had threatened her previously in the shop and he right. had and what he was telling his buddy was incredibly inescapably similar to what had happened to her exactly daughter. which is why i was really glad that the um results of the dna uh analysis were what they were because it felt like it was all too convenient and that made me uh feel better about um sort of the happenstance as opposed to oh how convenient that what that might have been yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. So um, also an additional layer of this film, which I think is really important, is that the town cops, the police department are a big aspect of the movie. And big. you can tell from the outset that Sam Rockwell's character is just a bad cop. He's a dirty cop. He, um, he really eggs people on like, you know, he tries to entice them to go after him so that he can arrest them he says you know i can have you arrested for this he's just not a good guy and he's just somebody who's kind of just a loser who got put in that position and now he has the power of authority and he's an angry guy he's juvenile and obviously that's a problem but he has authority in the town and then there's chief willoughby who is uh played by woody harrelson and you're not entirely sure of his intentions or motivations. He's the head of this whole operation. So you say, maybe he's culpable for this, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe he's culpable in whatever happened um, and the behavior of uh, some of the people that he leads. But they add a lot of nuance to him as a family man, as uh, somebody who has cancer. And I was mm -hmm. not expecting uh, what he did to himself um, mm -hmm. to happen. No. But I thought his letters to each person were really beautiful and really. So did I. I thought that was really powerful and made uh, made his character so much more believable mm -hmm. and uh, sympathetic mm -hmm. than uh, he would otherwise have been. I also thought the scene where he coughed, mm -hmm. coughed up blood on yeah. her, and her reaction was um, kind of what you hoped for. And kind of what you expected, even though she was tough as nails, she mm -hmm. felt for him. And that made for, it demonstrated um, a layer of a, the relationship that was not, that was below the surface. Well, because he was intimidating her at right. first with everything he had. And then, you know, once the tables turned, she was there for him. But, yeah. uh, you know, a big theme of this movie is love begets love and anger mm -hmm. begets anger. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that was one of the earliest showings of that. Because in the end, Chief Willoughby, um, so he did shoot himself uh, pretty early in the movie. I'd say yeah, about, 30, about a third of the way through. Yeah, 30, 40 minutes in, definitely maybe near the end of the first act. Um, he eventually ends up paying for another month of these billboards, which is something like $5,000. And I thought that was just, you know, he was talking about the great irony of that because you're thinking, yeah. you're thinking he doesn't care about this case, right? Because they weren't able to solve it and whatnot. But it turns out that he's a much more reasonable man than you were led to believe. and Much more so. Right. And there's a lot more depth to him 
Uh And you learn that in death and his death more so than in his life Mm -hmm. because he had a tumultuous relationship with the main character, of course, but you know that there is mutual respect there. Um, So I thought that was a super important first main takeaway from this movie, because that's something that you just rarely see in film, right? Yeah. It's usually bad person is clearly bad, does a terrible act to somebody. They end up getting a bad ending. Everything's resolved neatly. Right. You know, so I, I, I thought that was really good, too. Um, and ultimately, I would say that for me, the one of my and I said this early on, too, but I'll say it differently. One of my favorite things about this film was that there really was um, an undetermined resolution. And I right. like that. I like that. In fact, I would have cut the film about two minutes earlier, mm-hmm. but I was I was along for the ride. No pun intended. Uh, just because I felt like it was so believable. I. They didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. We don't know if they ever got to. Was it Iowa? Where was it? I um, think it was. I think Idaho. it was Idaho. Idaho yeah. um, where and they it were didn't gonna... matter because what they had done is they had forged a relationship and uh, a common bond that um, they did not have beforehand. So they 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 started to understand each other. And really, it's a little bit of a of a redemption story. And we all know how I feel about redemption stories. Yeah, it's. I, I really like this film. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was a great line when she said, um, so when she and the former cop, Sam Rockwell, are riding in the car together, she says, I burned down the police department. And he says, well, of course you did. Who else would have? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, earnest. Yeah, really earnest. And yeah, yeah, this. um, I would say the ambiguity of the ending was something that was really, really strong. That's... Mm -hmm. It's always great when you can ask your, you're given enough to know how things kind of end for people, but you're still able to make, make it up your own mind as yeah. to what might've happened. I think that's a really strong aspect of film when it's done well. I agree. Um, it makes for yeah. a much more powerful film experience for me. I do want to say one thing, probably the major criticism I have of this movie is that a lot of big things happened very early on. And the I'd say the last half of the movie felt like an epilogue because it seemed where in some I there was a point where I thought every next scene that was coming was going to be the ending scene oh Um, really okay well yeah you know because her billboards get burned down and then she meets that guy who put up the billboards and then there's a scene where she throws the fire bombs at the police department and I thought I thought things would end pretty soon after that. So, you know, I, I, I was definitely, I was definitely surprised um, when that happened, but it seems like so many big things happened. Chief Willoughby shooting himself and then uh, the billboards getting burned down. Uh, Sam Rockwell's police, police officer station. throwing that guy through the window. Out the window. I mean, he's a horrible cop. Yeah, yeah, seriously, beating the heck out of him. Him getting fired. I mean, you know, there's so many big events happening. And I felt like whatever resolution or I suppose whatever outcome had happened. So I was, it it felt like the last, I want to say 40 to 50 minutes of the film were very much an epilogue. Um, I think that had a lot to do with the letters because, you know, oftentimes in films, letters come toward the end mm -hmm. where, you know, the voiceover is reading the letter and it sort of tidies up things or ties up loose ends. And, and it did, it 
and it didn't tie up loose ends, but it explained quite a bit and actually advanced the story. Uh, and that was like halfway through the film. So I can, yeah, no I can understand where you're coming from. And I think that had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Sorry, these cats are going crazy right now. Um, okay. If you can hear that in the background. All right. Um, but yes, uh, it, it was it was really good because I, I like how each character took their lessons to heart. You know, they mm-hmm. remembered. Uh, so when the dirty cop is reading that letter from the chief, I really appreciated how I was expecting the chief to just rip on him, just be like, you were never a good guy. You deserve right. always deserve to be fired. You know, it was just a matter of time and you're a ticking time bomb. But he said, I, he said something to the tune of, I do see a loving man in you. I do mm-hmm. see somebody who was dealt a bad hand and you have taken your anger out on people and you are accountable for that. But I can see you being different. Yeah. You know, I can see if you just add some calmness to your life and add love, then you'll be great. And so when he was in the police station reading that while it was getting firebombed, I thought it was really good when he pretty much saw his potential imminent demise and said, stay calm. Mm-hmm. And then he ran through and delivered that um, and was able to deliver something to her. I can't remember, but it, it was just because someone believed in him. You know, yeah. I mean, your mom, who was the nicest person alive, was just like, see, somebody believed in him. And, you know, as, as trite as that may sound, it's very true. Someone believed in him. Someone told him, you know, that that he had um, he had confidence in his ability to do something rather than tearing him down. And in that, he became the detective that he wanted to become, or at least tried to become the detective he wanted to become. Right, right. And I think that's just super important because once again, we just don't really see this kind of stuff playing out on film because I right. did not like this guy. Like, I don't even think I like him for at any point during the movie, but I respected what they did with his character. Mm-hmm. And I realized that might be, that challenged me as a viewer because that might be a flaw within myself, not being able to be open to seeing a deeper part of somebody after seeing what, um, seeing some of the bad things that they've done. Although I did I did feel like some of the stuff he did was relatively unforgivable. I mean, he broke the glass in the advertising company and then he beat the crap out of that man and that woman and threw him out the window. That had to have been attempted murder in front of the new police chief. I know. I know. You know, I, I think something that you just said really resonates fundamentally that there were a, a lot of unlikable characters in this film or especially oh, yeah. him. Yet you didn't, you know, I watch a film and if I don't like a character, I generally don't like the film because there's just no, nothing redeeming about the, the characters. But I didn't feel that way, even about him. And I think that's a testament to the acting, to the writing, to the storytelling, to the entire experience. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he was just a bad, a bad cop, uh, a terrible person, um, emotionally immature. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because no one ever championed him, you know. And what was the deal right. with his mom and the turtle? His mom and the turtle. What about the turtle? When is, did you see the turtle? I, I don't remember seeing that at all. Oh, when his mom was sleeping, when, when the cops, Sam Rockwell's mom was sleeping, mm. um, he, she had a turtle crawl on her, on her <laughs> lap. You, didn't, you, missed, you missed that? Some sort oh, of symbolism, maybe? Like, turtle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some form of symbolism, maybe? By yeah, the way, were, that's why I asked, because I didn't know. His mom in that movie is the grandma on Napoleon Dynamite. 
Oh, no way. Yes. Yes, it was. And you know what? She hasn't aged a day since 2004. Let me just say. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. I, yeah, I, I thought that was... Um, I, thought I that knew was- I recognized her, but I didn't know from where and I didn't check. So, okay. Yeah. Peter Dinklage is also in this movie. And- Who is in everything, by the way. And let me just say... <laughs> When uh, he had that line where he said, I have to go to the little boy's room. I said, he did not just say that. I know. I, know. <laughs> I thought, really? Yeah. I know. I know. But um, he was actually he was actually a pretty good side character who gained more prominence towards uh, the third act and whatnot. Yeah. And uh-huh. I, I liked what he said to the main uh, to the main character. He said something to the tune of, um, you know, you all you never have anything nice to say about anybody and you're always looking for negativity in those spaces right um he says and i'm the one who's not a catch and then you know he walks off and stuff and once again it reveals the flaws in each character it doesn't hide them at all but it kind of shows the effect that that can have on other people and how you can view yourself and how it can make your life so much uh, it it really goes to show how your mindset can really affect your life. Right. So at the end of the day, she had a very valid argument for saying, why is law enforcement doing nothing to further the investigation of what happened to my daughter, which was brutal and horrific in every single sense. Right. But she learned so much more than that along the way of what it's like to believe in people, right. Forgive people and to learn about yourself more in the process. And I, that's something that I can highly respect in any movie because it, it's bold, it's ambitious, right? It doesn't make you feel good to watch it all the time when it's happening on screen, when you see these uh, character flaws in people, yeah. but it allows you to see them as more human characters and be able to connect with the fact that nobody's perfect, right? nobody's perfect and you might have an idea of somebody but you do not know their full story and there might be a lot more love in that person that you previously had negative opinions on so that's uh, i think that's like the paramount takeaway from this film and Mm -hmm. that love begets love and anger begets anger and when uh the ending scene came up i thought that was just i thought that was just great so did i yeah yeah, I, this is a hard movie to watch. I mean, there's there are tough themes, there's tough language, uh, but ultimately, it's a really very satisfying film to watch. And the combination of those those uh, characteristics is is su- surprising, um, unusual, and uh, very satisfying overall. So, how many Z's would you give it, Noah? Um, I would probably give it four and a half Z's. I yeah. think it's an easy eight and a half to nine for me. Um, there's not much I can really mark it down for. I mean, it is just a great film through and through. Yeah. And worth the I, I would agree. I would probably say four and a half. I might even give it five Z's, but I was thinking I would give it a, a, a nine on a scale of one to 10. And you know me, I don't give a lot of nines. So overall, this was, it's going to be, I would imagine it will be a long while before we see another film that I think we both like as well as this one that we talk about on the pod. And I have to say, when I, I turned to your mom last night and, and, and she asked me what I said, what I thought, and I said, no, 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 I can't talk about it. And she said, no, you can tell me, you just can't tell Noah. And I said, okay. <laughs> and uh, I said, what do you think? And she said, I think you liked it. And I said, no, I loved it. And she's like, oh, okay. Um, and when I compare it to the last two films that we've talked about on the pod, mm-hmm. 
this is head and shoulders. This is this is why you go to the movies, in my opinion. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. I completely agree. Just really good stuff. And I honestly, I wish I saw it in the theater because I think I did have an opportunity at one point. Yeah. But I just told myself, you know, I'll go see it later. And we finally found our found our way around to it uh, in 2022. But um, really really worth the appreciation that this one got and that's a very rare rare thing so have you seen have you seen nomadland um no i have not what's nomadland about that's that's her third oscar winning performance and uh she won in fargo too right she won in fargo as well so yeah she's got three and um at least three and uh, i haven't seen nomadland either but i want to see that so we can talk about that for a future episode yeah sounds great yeah but we've got a whole list coming up. So anyway, we'll talk about that later. Okay. All right. Perfect. Um, uh, let's go right into our check it outs. Uh, so I want to sort of give a public service announcement to uh, fellow Star Wars fans. So uh, the Kenobi miniseries has been pushed back by about two days, I believe, but we'll be getting two episodes. I think I read within that time instead of just one. But it's been pushed back slightly. It was May 25th, and I think it's now May 27th. So what? in case you didn't know that, yeah, I know, I know. I'm, I'm not entirely sure why they did that, because May 4th would be a perfect day for it. But It would be. I digress. We got a very, very good teaser trailer out of it, and um, I, I, I'm so ready for it. I mean, I can't Still wait. next month. Yeah, still okay. next month. All right. Is that your check it out? Yeah, that's my check it out. A little bit of a public okay. service announcement. That's okay. My check it out is really short and it's a food. So here's the thing. The number one cookie in my life is a nutter butter, hands down. Yep. So if you like peanut butter, like I do, because it's protein, so it's full, it's health food. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nutter butters are a classic. And if you compare them, in my opinion, if you compare them to Oreos, there is no comparison. Uh, your mom got a package of nutter butters the other day and I said, don't get them because I will eat them. And she said, do you want them? And I said, yes. And I ate it. I ate them. So the entire package. Well, Luke was home and and he and a friend of his ate a few, but let's just say I ate the most of them. The majority of them. <laughs> yeah, again, it's enough. protein. It's health food. It's okay. Well, they, yeah. I mean, there's certainly worse cookies out there for you. Right. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Regardless, though, uh, thank you for listening to another episode of ZZ Talk. We really enjoy watching these movies and finally getting around to the ones that um, we I know. To see That's what's great point. about this. It, it gives us um, an excuse. Not to, we, we already have reasons to watch movies, right? Because we like to watch them. But it gives mm-hmm. us an excuse to watch a certain film. And, and all week long, I knew you had watched it earlier in the week. And you mm-hmm. even said, did you watch it? And I said, no, that's Friday night. And so I turned to your mom last night. And I said, this might be our Friday night thing, doing my homework for the podcast, which is okay with me. And yeah, she was absolutely. good with it, too. Well, you know, we're huge movie fans. And, of course, we've uh, definitely seen a lot. But my movie watching certainly tapered off once I went to college. Um, I would still go to the theater. And we did use movie pass, but by our standards, I mean, within the past two years, I would so sporadically go to see a film or watch a film at home, but mm-hmm. it's been, it's, it's been very nice getting back and enjoying a great story. Um, yep. You know, so that's really good. And we've got plenty, uh, plenty that we're going to watch uh, coming up that we've made a list for, but do you know what you want to watch next week? You know, we have a list and uh, the film that I thought we were going to watch Next week is not easily available to stream or even purchase. 
So uh, let's watch Foxcatcher for next week. I'm great with that. Um, I'm not sure what streaming service that's on, but I have a physical copy that I bought probably seven years ago or so. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning to watch this movie for a long, long time. Uh, so it'll be great. That one features Steve Carell, Channing Tatum, and Mark Ruffalo, and is based on a true story. So we'll get more into that after we uh, watch it and review it for you next week. But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm Noah. And I'm Greg. And this is Easy Talk.